is. How's it going, everybody? Today, we're going to be talking about Nope. There's no more to that. That's just the whole title of the movie. We're going to talk about Nope, the newest Jordan Peele film hitting theaters this weekend. Well, I guess after, uh, by the time you're listening to this, it's the past weekend. So, you know, but you can still see it this coming weekend. And if you want to hear what we have to say, sit back, relax, grab a snack, grab a beverage, and listen on in to The First Ones to Die. everyone welcome to the first ones to die podcast we hope you're having a great day we hope you're having a great night whatever time you listen to this whatever time you listen to this uh we hope you're just having a, a great time uh and i not to spoil my thoughts but i certainly had a great time talking about the movie that we're going to talk about but we're going to hold that for a little bit later alex <laughs> jerome how y'all doing jerome how you doing Doing good. Um, I'm excited. San Diego Comic Con has started, and then also uh, recently in the mail last week or this week, I got my passes for Emerald City Comic Con. So, uh, for all those of you who are listeners who are in the Seattle area or going to be in the Seattle area uh, for Emerald City Comic Con, you might see me there. I'll be there Thursday and Friday. So, yeah. Um, but also, just San Diego, San Diego Comic Con is exciting. Apparently, we're supposed to be getting a lot of Marvel news. I'm not holding my breath because, like, you know, I'm not going to be one of those comic book people that it's like, oh, Marvel news. Oh, they're going to be announcing X Men. Oh, they're going to be talking about like all the new stuff. Like, I don't care. Whatever they show is what they show. Like at this point, I've gotten so much Marvel content, I am marveled out. I will just accept whatever they give me. Um, marveled out coming, but. 2023. Plus. <laughs> Honestly, the most exciting thing, though, to come out of Comic-Con for me so far is the Dungeons and Dragons trailer finally dropped. Um, the movie. They've been working on a movie. Like, I've been hearing about this movie forever, and I honestly forgot they were making it until I saw the trailer this morning. And it looks awesome. Alex, you'd be really excited. Chris Pine plays the bard. So... <laughs> yeah, no, trust me. I've already seen that. It's been all over my TikTok. I told you, I have a weird amount of, like, D stuff on my yeah so i'm excited it looks good it looks fun which i'm glad because i'm like that's what dungeons and dragons is it's not the very serious fantasy stuff if you want to watch that the lord of the rings trailer also came out that's the serious fantasy like story if you want that this is the fun fantasy stuff and i'm i dig it so i can't wait to see it it looks way better than i thought it was going to be because there's been a dungeons and dragons movie and it was terrible so <laughs> so it's glad to see this one looks like it's a lot more fun I kinda watch that now. um i will also be at comic-con i will be there actually all four days thursday through sunday um and you if you are in the area and you do want to meet us you'll also meet my sister she will be there i think a little bit on friday saturday and sunday so you've heard me talk shit about her you're welcome to meet her too. Um, and the reason Jerome said I should be, or I would be excited that Chris Pine is playing the bard is because in our D&D game that we will soon be streaming, I am a bard. I am a dragonborn bard. And I didn't realize the uh, alliteration with that. <laughs> dragonborn bard. Damn it. Fair. I fell into it. <laughs> Damn it. Um but I'm excited to uh, play that and, you know, excited for what's coming with Comic-Con. I've always had a good time. Last year wasn't that great, but it was when they had just reopened from uh, COVID and the pandemic and everything. So 
looks like they have a sturdy list and Brendan Fraser is going to be there. I want to get a picture with him. Love that man. Yeah. So I'm super excited. I guess I, my teacher is going to be month. there. So I get to meet her. Like, well, I've met her in person <gasps> before, but I'll actually get to like hang out with her. And stuff oh, that's in right. Winter. I get to meet some of Jerome's milestone initiative friends. Oh, hey. Jerome yeah, told me I, I don't know who's nice. coming yet or not right now. It's kind of up in the air, but I they, some of them said they might be there. So we will see. I was told to be nice for at least two hours. No, not no for two hours. I told you be nice in general. You what you had to be a strenuous ask task. <laughs> that means yes. Um, no, no, no. I mean <laughs> depends. Look, like I used to be a bully. Sometimes it's still in there and like even I go to Comic Con and I'm excited for D and D. I still am so mean sometimes, but I know it. But it's part of my charm. But anyway, Jonathan, how are you? How are you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, if, if anyone's uh, watching the video version and you see me kind of looking off screen, it's because I'm currently looking at my dog who, for some reason, unbeknownst to me, is dragging his blanket off of his bed and chewing on it. And now it's halfway to the desk. So... Um, yeah, I'm just watching that. I don't know why he's doing that, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's the situation right now. Um, but my, the situation last week, um, I watched Where the Crawdads Sing, uh, the movie. Um, yeah, you were excited for that film. Yeah, it was just like the book. Um, let's <laughs> say, so, yeah, give us your little mini review. What did what'd you think? Did you like it? Okay. Did you not like it? I enjoyed it. There were no surprise. I had read the book uh, in 2020 and, you know, there were no real surprise. When I read the book, it was enjoyable. It wasn't like, oh my gosh, like this is amazing literature. It was an enjoyable book. So I was like, okay, this is going to be an enjoyable movie. And it was, it wasn't anything, you know, mind blowing. It was pretty standard. Uh, Something that I think, you know, um, uh, an 11th grade um, literature class might show when, you know, at the end of the year when it's just they have a couple days left and they got time to kill. So they'll put on a movie. They'll put on Where the Crawdads Sing. Um, but it's a it's a it, it's a good movie. I, 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 I recommend it if you just want to you know go out and 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 catch a good movie. Just looking at the summary of the book, it seems like something I would have read in high school. Yeah, for real. Yeah. I mean, takes place in the 1960s. Um, it's basically about a girl. She lives in uh, the marsh in uh, North Carolina or South Carolina. No, it's North yeah. Carolina. Who um, would want to live in any of the Carolinas? <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> she lives in a marsh in North Carolina. She's basically from a young age. She was like a uh, she grew up on her own in uh, this house. Her dad was abusive, and uh, she gets framed for uh, this boy's murder. And um, the whole story is like, did she do it? Did she not do it? Um, and so on and so forth. So, yeah, I recommend watching it. That sounds like yeah. It sounds like something you definitely. It's eventually going to make its way and slowly into the classroom. Mm-hmm. Sounds yeah. like sounds white like to kill a writing. mockingbird. <laughs> kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get, I see that. 
Um, so I never actually saw the movie To Kill a Mockingbird. I read the book. I read the book in high school. I cannot tell you a single plot detail outside of a lawyer (laughs) and named Atticus Finch. (laughs) I remember weirdly the scene or in in the book where they, yeah, it's Atticus Finch. Okay. Which I don't know why they need to name him that, uh, where rioters come to his house. But like then his daughter's like scout offers food or water or something and they're like, Oh yeah, we're just gonna put down our nobody actually riots or like the protesters, you know, or all that crap. Nobody everybody puts it down because this little kid's like, Hey, you guys want pie? And they're like, Oh no, thank you. And it's like So you didn't come to riot or protest, you just came to try to intimidate, but now you're all are like trying to politely say no to pie. <laughs> terrible protesters whatever they were i don't even remember the book now that well either <laughs> trying to remember that scene just remember that ridiculously like all right this is gonna be a big scene no <laughs> a lot of talking anyway so today we are going to be reviewing jordan peele's highly anticipated third feature film well that he's directed produced and written uh, called Nope. Uh, is this movie called Nope? Yep. yep. Yes. <laughs> is it not called Nope? Nope. Anyway. <laughs> I'm trying. Uh, working on that bit for a long time, eh? <laughs> no. <laughs> hey, um, he feels like he's got to go with it. Right. Um, this movie, uh, if you don't know, uh, it is about the residents of a lonely gulch in Inland, California, who bear witness to an uncanny and chilling discovery. Basically, if you have not listened to one of our film reviews before, what we do is at first we go through our non-spoiler thoughts. So we'll just talk about, did we like the movie? Did we not like it? Then we'll warn you and go into all of our inner thoughts about this movie. Uh, so... Does anybody want to? Does anybody have any first off thoughts that they want to get out? Um, well, I will say this real quick I didn't like the movie Us, and I've said that before. I don't know if I've ever said it on the podcast. I didn't like the movie Us, thought it was kind of boring and kind of like, eh, whatever. It was, it felt very generic, felt like a very generic horror film thriller, and it was very easy to plot the points or point the plots in the film and stuff. Um, and I was almost prepared for this movie to be like that. Thankfully, I was so wrong. This movie ended up being so good. And in fact, multiple times, because I wear an Apple Watch. Um, and multiple times, my Apple Watch is like, hey, you haven't really moved, but your heart rate keeps accelerating. <laughs> and it did that throughout the entire film. At points, I had to be like, all right. My watch keeps beeping at me. I got to breathe or something. Um, so it was, it ended up just being so good. All the actors in there and just the way he did the big reveal. Because uh, we all know it's an alien movie. Because in the second trailer, they show the, the little flying thing. Um, the way he did the big reveal of it was amazing i didn't expect it to go the way he did and i was 
so caught off that I was even like, wait, what? Usually it's, I can figure things out, especially with like horror and sci-fi movies because I watch a crap ton of those. He, again, did it so well. I was surprised and I wasn't surprised. I was surprised, honestly. And I, again, did not go into this movie expecting to like it as much as I did. And I left, I was like, wow, I loved it. It left a lasting impression. And just the amount of times they do say nope during the film felt real. Because <laughs> there is a particular scene, and I will let it, I will um, say it during the spoiler parts, where the main character goes, nope. And before that, me and my sister both said nope. <laughs> like, we said it, and then the character said it, and we're like, oh, we feel a little called out. Yeah. It was, like, funny. But, yeah, I ended up loving the movie far more than I was prepared to, so... And and you also you you mentioned the cast and and how great of a job they did. Uh, I didn't mention the cast, but it stars Daniel Kaluuya, Kiki Palmer, and Steven Yeun, uh, among Steven. others. Uh, Brandon Perea is also uh, heavily featured in it as well. So um, yeah, shout out to shout out to the cast as well. Brandon Pierce's character so funny. I like him. He's a little weird guy. Same. <laughs> <laughs> but I enjoyed it. I ended up enjoying his character a lot more too than I thought I would. Yeah. Uh Jerome, your thoughts on the film? Uh I thought this movie uh was good, but I did have issues with it uh minorly. And it's not so much was with it the CGI. Uh, no, no, the CGI was fine. Um it was the like I feel like there's there's a lack of characterization in this movie. For a few of the characters. Um, and this movie left me confused. I had to like watch other people break down this movie to explain a few like things. Uh, just because it's like there's so many ideas in this film, and some of them just feel like they get dropped, like uh, without any explanation behind them. Um, but at the same time, it's a really thrilling movie. Uh, there are multiple times where I was on the edge of my seat, like waiting for what was gonna happen next. Um, I think the like uh, the our main cast do a great job. I, I really enjoyed uh, Kiki Palmer and Daniel Kaluuya. I think they have really decent chemistry, um, despite their like their their dynamic was a bit weird, and I'll get into in the spoilers. But uh, despite that weird dynamic of you know of their characters in the movie, they are uh, they as actors just have great chemistry with each other. Um, so it's like overall, I like the movie. It's just like minor things that um, that I didn't, uh, uh, or what I wasn't as into. Same thing with us too. But I, I do to that point. I do appreciate Jordan Peele though, making interesting movies. Because like Get Out is like a you know a tight, solid film. But like you could tell Get Out took him probably like years to write and make. Versus us and this movie feel like they didn't take as much time as Get Out to write because of how airtight Get Out is compared to those two scripts. And yet I have a lot more fun watching these movies like Us and uh, Nope than I did watching Get Out. Granted, Get Out's more of like a straight horror film and this is more like a suspense thriller like with adventure elements to it, but still. For me... For me, I okay. So, minor backstory. 
Um, I just watched this uh, less than two hours ago. I got out of the movies. So my thoughts are extremely fresh. Well, you guys just watched it last night, so they're still fresh as well. Um, yeah, I, I watched it I today haven't... and came in fresh. Oh, <laughs> came oh in so fresh. I'm the only one that watched it yesterday. <laughs> so um, I'm, yeah, I haven't seen uh, any other takes about it. I've seen like the Rotten Tomato score and a, and a few um, uh, headlines about it as well and other like chitter chatter here and there from friends. But from my own opinion, I loved this movie. Um, Jordan Peele, I think he's going to be that person that can do no wrong in my eyes. Like every movie that he makes going forward will probably be my most anticipated movie of the year and will probably be my favorite movie of the year. If I, in an alternate universe, was a filmmaker and could uh, and had this knowledge of Jordan Peele movies and could create my own movies, say, like, like, say Jordan Peele didn't exist or whatever. We don't want that to happen. But say Jordan Peele didn't exist. But I had this wealth of information to all his movies. I would want to create these movies and not just for the profit, but because these are the type of movies that like I am so invested in for whatever reason. Um, I think because of the, Alex, you you look puzzled. Oh no, it's that, um, it's like that movie with a guy who only had the knowledge of the Beatles song. Oh, um, yes. Yesterday. I saw that. Yeah. I've been meaning to. I heard heard it's a good movie. If this was a yesterday situation, it's it's then, yeah. Yesterday bothered me only because I was like, "You're not acknowledging the rules of this universe." Because if the Beatles didn't exist, there's a lot of artists that wouldn't exist, <laughs> like because they would true. not be inspired to make music at all. <laughs> and those it's artists true. are in the movie, and I'm like, "No, I'm sorry, that person would not be there." <laughs> <laughs> Going back to nope. <laughs> <Anyway. laughs> Can't worms if they want to. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I loved the movie. I loved the thing I was excited about a year ago because th- th- he announced the title of the movie literally one year ago from uh, when the movie was released. And I was excited from the title, from the cast. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, I love Kiki Palmer. I want the best for her in everything she does. You love Kiki Palmer. So you are like uh, Kiki Palmer, like an extension from her uh, by osmosis. At this was, point, might as well be. In, 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 <laughs> all, in all fairness, I'm the way with Steven Yen. Like I watch all his I love Steven Yen. Yep. He's amazing too. <laughs> uh, like I, I got the Twilight Zone. I think it was on Paramount or wherever it was on. Yeah, it was on CBS to watch Plus, Steven I think, Yen. or whatever. Yeah. Just to see that man in a suit. Very nice. Go on, <laughs> the John. way you said suit. Just to see that man in a suit. Um, anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, I loved, I watched this at, at TCL and IMAX where I didn't realize it premiered um, at the TCL, uh, which I think I knew. I, I should have known that because anyway. But um, watch this at TCL. I absolutely loved the, the sets. The scenery, um, just the whole, like, the landscape of the movie, those vivid scenes of, you know, seeing the, uh, what would you call it? The, like, 
the gulch, Alien. the the hills. I guess gulch um, is probably the more accurate term. Is okay. Sorry, my Bluetooth just freaked out on me. Um, so <laughs> yeah, just seeing that landscape and seeing um, that scenery and those sets. I love how we got to go to different places. We started in um, we started in in those hills and in, in that landscape. Went to uh, <laughs> we went to uh, fries at one point. We went to you know movie studios at another point. I don't know like, what. what. This is their last hurrah. hurrah. <laughs> Seriously. Um, oh, I have a story about fries, but continue, continue. But yeah, that's that's pretty much it for me. Um, yeah, I I really like this movie. I'm going to be thinking about this movie for a few days. Um, my side story about fries is I had a coworker order from them. Like, literally right before they ran out of business. Um, and fries literally sent them a, uh, like an email, I think, or something like that, where they're like, Hey, we had to declare bankruptcy multiple times. Um, we're not sending you the item or giving you the money back. Well, damn. Oh. damn. <laughs> yeah, oh, they literally the sent the, yeah, they're like, we're not, we're not giving you your money back. We're not sending the item. Uh, we've declared Look, bankruptcy. You understand. We I need this money. There's time. a lot of loan sharks that are out looking yeah. for us right now. I okay. Like, <laughs> I kind of laughed and I was like, well, they are declaring bankruptcy multiple. They, it said multiple times. So I'm like, it's not like they're going to have your money. Um, <laughs> and then like I was reading articles about it. They had thousands and thousands of people who had just ordered stuff. Nothing was delivered. Nothing. Yeah, they, they just was, whatever was supposed to be mailed out was resold again. This is the greatest heist of all gas. time. No one saw pretty it much. Side side note about fries as well. That fries that they go to in the movie, um, I don't know if it's the, the inside might have just been a, a set because obviously fries. Where would they have found the fries? Or it might have been another um, uh, electronic store. Uh, but that fries that they go to. I pass by like almost every weekend. It's in Burbank, and it has the it has the uh, the alien on the outside that looks like it crashed into it, and it's just vacant. They have the fries like sign covered, um, and it's in Burbank. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, sure he got for sure it was a cheap shooting location, right? Because literally nobody's ever in there. Or in that parking <laughs> I th- like I just love that they went with fries because then. He was also the character stole equipment at multiple points, so it's like eh, going out of business. Yeah, anyway, we're going out of business anyway. Like, screw it. Who cares? <laughs> we know it's in your future, so like it's fine. At the character first, did no wrong. At first, uh, when we first let's just go into y'all. Uh, this is your spoiler territory. This is your spoiler alert. So uh, we appreciate if you have not seen the movie and don't want to hear spoilers. We appreciate you tuning into uh, this podcast, but. Uh, turn it back on after you've watched the movie so you can hear all of our thoughts. Um, but at first, I was going to say at first when the movie started and uh, OJ, he pulls out the flip phone. I was like, oh, does this take place in like 2006 or something? Because he had the flip phone. Yeah. But what was the deal with that? Like, why? Some people have flip phones. They don't really work, though. No, because, like, even at my, like, dad's company in Chicago, they're like, you need 5G. We need to send you the schedule, but you need, like, a more advanced phone. Like, you can't look at me and tell me 
that a phone well, actually, like that is working in the desert like no, that. You can, like still, get, Ranger you can still buy them just with 5G service. Because like a lot of uh, construction workers or like people who work in like that type of environment, like ranches and stuff, they buy, they um, build like heavy duty phones that are flip phones. They have, they're advanced, but they're more built for the fact that you're going to be working a lot, like with your yeah, hands. Yeah, but and he outdoors, like, all that he didn't even have like a Nokia phone going on. He just had some. <laughs> no, they're not Nokia. Nokia's. They're it's, just regular phones. Like, and multiple no, companies. No, I'm saying make them. I, would, I would believe it more if it was a Nokia flip phone. Cause those shit, I had one. That shit survived. Everybody knows about the brick. All right, everyone knows the brick is not not indestructible. But that doesn't change the Mm. fact that he just had some regular phone. He had what looked like just a cheap phone. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, I agree with you. I thought it was a little like later with the way things were presented at first, but then when Kiki Palmer's character comes in, Emerald Haywood. Uh, it, it showed like, Oof. oh, it is actually modern. She has a modern phone and she's, you know, vaping too. Yeah. Which first, what Jerome, you talked a little bit about uh, their dynamic and kind of a, a teaser of your thoughts of um, how their dynamic was a little bit weird. Um, what did you think of the dynamic between OJ and Emerald? Well, it's just by the fact Daniel that like, and Kiki Palmer. Yeah, it's the fact that- Because she starts out, sorry. <laughs> I was going to say she, because he starts off- <laughs> Because at the beginning, we see him and uh, his father, you know, their father dies um, after this freak, like, things fall from the sky. Keith David getting billing. Uh, I remember seeing, like, they were doing the billing or whatever for the movie, the opening credits. And I was like, why the heck does he get billing? Is he going to do more than just that that two seconds we just saw him? Because why is his name on was That that was me with Barbie Ferreira. She was on screen for point. Two seconds. <laughs> I was excited to see her when I saw her name. I was like, oh, hey, Euphoria cast. All right, cool. And then her role in the movie is all of like two minutes, if that, on she screen. She's there and gets, and then she gets murdered. Well, not murdered. She, she doesn't do anything. She just sips, a, I think, like a, a, a slushy or something and says one line, maybe two, and then she's gone for the rest of the film. Um, but anyway, sorry, back to the, the brother and sister. Um, uh, but anyway, yeah, he he. We see his perspective, and then uh, the father dies, and then they're on this movie set, um, and they um, uh, Emerald she comes in late, and you know, we're led to believe this is their dynamic. Like she's the one who's always like, you know, not not too considerate of this business, and he is the one who's kind of like carrying it, even though she has all the facts and she knows like. The whole spiel and everything. So, well, it's that she's well, a people person because like- he knows it too. He's just not a people person. Like he's not very mm-hmm. like outgoing as she is. Yeah, and she also like with the style because the dad kind of was doing both. He was the presenter and then helping with the ranching. So when he had the two kids, he just split it. He had one that was presenter, and that's kind of why she went off and like she was like, "Oh, I'm an actress. I'm a singer. I do this and I do that." And he's just like, look, I deal with the horses. He split like his own, the father's own personality split in two with the two kids. There was a presenter who was like, let me talk loudly. Let me talk about, you know, how this was my great grandfather, great, great grandfather and everything like that. Um, That's why it's like the dynamic I felt was like, uh, I kind of agree. There was a little weirdness at the beginning. 
uh, Emerald annoyed me at the beginning. She was so annoying. Same. I was like, oh, this she's is how like, your character's gonna be, Kiki. Yeah, but- she's like, how can you sell Dad's horse? How can you help fuck up a shoot that would have paid for Dad's horse? Like, you you can't, like, try to cry and then be one of the reasons why things didn't go well. You, did, mm-hmm. you lost focus. You were just trying to sell your name. And she just seemed, like, kind of annoying and wasn't like listening to anything he was saying he's like hey stay put i got business oh what do you mean you got business why do i have to stay put it's like you have already fucked up once like that's why stay put (laughs) but i noticed that even with all of her antics all of her leaving at random times he never once really got mad at her he it was almost like you know that's just how, how it's going to be. Well, I think that's to play into the idea of like, like, because uh, um, the thematics of this movie is really interesting. The idea of trying to control something you can't control and submission versus dominance, um, especially over things you can't control. Because it's like uh, OJ in the beginning of the movie is a very submissive character. He doesn't really like speak up for himself he's often very passive with most everything both in life and like how he handles things and then you know once we hit the end of the movie where he's like confronting this alien he's just like nah screw that <laughs> like I, I want this picture not want it now god dang it <laughs> and this is what we are doing i don't care like so it's like it's it's growth it was like to see him like kind of grow as a character um that being said, though, I, like he's he's insane. I'm glad he grew as a character, but I'm like no blood. So after the after the blood rain, the those self respecting black person would go back. They'd be like, nah, I'm we're just glad to be alive now. We're what out mean, after the fucking blood rain. <laughs> after seeing the little thing in the sky, she was like, let's go. He's like, no, I'm gonna say. Be like, the fuck no. <laughs> they should have just had the movie in there. The movie called Nope. <laughs> All right, let's go. We out. All right, let's do it. Credits. Uh, yeah, I just thought it was weird because I was like, it's, it's, and it's not that I don't like Daniel Kaluuya's acting in this, but that low mumbling voice got on my nerves. I was just like, can you speak up? God damn, I can't hear anything you were saying. <laughs> can you speak I up? What's the basic voice? I watched it in IMAX, and there were points where I'm like, "Can I have?" I watched on it in the Dolby please? Cinema, um, like the eight, like the audio sound. That's the only show I, I could watched see. it in a non-fancy. Theater, I'm just like, but, like so I'm like, I couldn't hear you. I'm like, can you please speak up? God dang, this is frustrating. <laughs> I I get it, and I I but like I get why his character was like doing that. It's like the whole submissive thing. We're doing remember, bro. Um, it annoyed me during the shoot. When he kept doing that, he was like, hey, don't touch the horse. And it's like, they're going to get fucking kicked in the face. Maybe like. Right. I was expecting someone to get kicked in the face. I was like, can you tell them with some authority not to get behind that horse? And he better be glad all they got kicked was the makeup bag because that lady could have lost her entire jaw from that. Like horses kick hard. Same. I thought somebody was going to get kicked in the face. I thought I saw like a man because there was a man who was going like this. I thought we were going to see blood come out. Like for a second, but mm-hmm. I think um, it was just sand in his face. Yeah, yeah. I was prepared because I was like, okay, things are escalating really quickly. Um, it was it was interesting to see that little like scene with the horse. Horses, 
I was ironically, I think it was literally the day before I was telling my sister and her and her wife, I'm like, I want to go horseback riding. I want to do this. I want to like go and like try horseback riding because I've never gone before. And my sister-in-law is like, yeah, I love horses. I want to do it too. Then we watched this movie. I'm like, I don't, I don't want to be around horses anymore. <laughs> Like, I want to do it. I still want a horseback like, ride. I think crazy. it'd be cool. And horses are like really awesome animals. They're 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 so smart. They're smart, but they're stupid at the same time. <laughs> you know they ha- they have like this they're thing. awkward. It's they're they're awkward animals. Like they they no, want to do stuff. They're stupid. And they they can't do this do thing it. called. <laughs> you, I know you watch the rooster teeth uh, thing where they do the cribbing where they will just chew on stuff in front of them they'll chew on a car and then you throw a blanket over them they think it's nighttime immediately and they go to sleep yeah they're not the sm- animals like cats and dogs do that if you put them in their cage and then you put a blanket over them they'll think it's nighttime and go to sleep <laughs> that is an absolute lie this little bastard does not do that <laughs> never did that do you put them in a cage or do you leave them out no oh, and i had to take them to the vet okay that's the vet that's yeah, different so. um <laughs> He doesn't know where the fuck we're going. I feel like he does. But the I whole feel like point he's is, on it. He's like, he knows. I only know the cage where you take me to this one place. So therefore, I know for a fact where I'm going. <laughs> point is, horses are smart and dumb. And it was well shown in that movie. Because there were multiple times where he's like, he just trained the horses. And they're very well trained. And he's very good at riding. But then he's like, all right. There was that one scene where he's like trying to get the horse to come to him. And then the horse is just standing there like. I feel like it's more yeah. like that horse was like, I out. saw what happened to those people. I'm right. not going out there. I don't give a damn what happens. I'm like, you can come out like, here and come get me, but I'm not coming out there to come to you until this thing is gone. And I can hear it. I got horse hearing. I know it's out there. I know it's up there. <laughs> I think that bothered. So there is a scene in the film where the alien. So Stephen Young's. 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 Wow. I just got really mumbled there. Stephen Young's character is like married and has these kids and he does this sideshow. He has a park in the middle of the desert where he's actually feeding the alien the horses. Mm -hmm. He buys the horses from OJ's character and then he gives them to the alien feeding. He's like, my family's done this before. We're carrying on tradition, blah, blah, blah. And then the alien comes early. And that's when that big scene happens where everybody gets eaten, all the humans. My thing was, um, OJ ran underneath that covering and he was fine. The aliens didn't take up the wood, right? Mm-hmm. The wife and his kids were near that entrance. Why the hell would you not usher your child in further or do, be like, go, go in? When you see this thing massive coming, why, what the hell? Well, also, OJ, though, knew the danger of it. I think in their minds, they were just out there. So, like, just like how it swept up over OJ and just flew no. him into the top, it probably just swept up and just picked them up before they had time to even react in any way, shape, or form other than just getting sucked but up they've into, been the, watching this, into the thing. But they've been watching this thing for since his parents' time, because that's what he said. He's like, it goes, it gets eaten, and they watch it because that whole crowd's there watching, you know, and they hear the horse, and they see the zoop, and then they hear the horse yelling. When it gets sucked up, so they're very aware of what it does because they. No, he said he saw it a month ago. No, he was doing the show every Friday night. Yeah, the practice. He wasn't actually like I don't think they said that that was their first live show at the at the park. No, he did. Did he say that, Jonathan? I Jonathan, you might be sure. 
I'm this is why I gotta watch this movie again. Um, but <laughs> I thought at least I thought I heard him say this was their first because no, they because when they invited said, when they invited um, OJ and no, because um, Emeralds like when he, Ghost he was oh. this live show. No, no, when Ghost got out, when Ghost got out, the show was occurring. Yeah, but at nighttime, not cheering. at daytime, right? And was there anybody? Because during the daytime, he did a little act. The kids did an alien dance. He gave his presentation, and he's like, at 6.15, every single Friday, it comes to eat. But if that's the case, then how is it that nobody, because if it came and just got a horse, nobody else has pictures of this thing? No one else took anything or filmed it or whatever? Because they said no cell phones. They didn't say no cameras. Nobody's talking about it on they the internet. They said no cell phones. They said no camera, no f- cameras, no cell phones. But nobody's talking about it on the away. internet or anything? Because like, as far as... Do you know how many alien conspiracies... I'm just saying. Stuff? It's just you like... Find... I, go to, I'll watch, go to I'll the, watch fun... the movie a second time and I'll take notes on what exactly the parameters yeah. were. What exact... When I'm the, sure by Monday the... it'll be leaked. But regardless, that also goes go to the thematics of the movie, though. You're forgetting the thematics of the movie is the hubris of man that they can control things they can't control, which is why they kept showing the, the chimp stuff, where it's like... In their minds, it's like, we got this chip trained and he's not going to do anything. Then what happens? All these people, like all these people in this set dies. Same thing with this, where it's like, I'm sure the wife and kids are just like, nah, it's under control. It's fine. And then they didn't expect it to flip on them and take everybody instead, instead of the horrors. Because they've done this a couple times. I don't know. Which I feel... I don't. There's an instinct, fight or flight. I I never understand how some people have that instinct of frozen. Because you're the body's in shock. It's the same thing where like most people can't remember. You're stuck between fight and flight. Right. You don't know which one you're gonna do. Your body is in like when you're in shock. Like most people don't have that reaction to like instantly make a decision. Their brain is still trying to process what's happening before they can even make a decision. <laughs> what are you gonna say? Um, what did you guys think of that storyline, that backstory with him starring on this TV show with this chimp Gordy, um, and Gordy one day just attacks. It's Gordy's birthday. He attacks everyone. It, that's where the movie starts off. We see the chimp like eating people. Basically, well, it's um, more like he ate a face, I think, I and think, then he's beating people, right? Because, yeah. right? Because only because the one woman she still lived, she just got disfigured, but it looks it looked like he like maybe killed that the other man who was trying to like calm him down. Yeah, him um, and the other woman who was like the mom character. Even though we don't see her body, I think she also died too. Um, but what did you what did you guys think of that whole? I, I like this scene on his character. I think it's filmed very well. I like the scene a lot. However, I think a I think it's like it should have been like its own like short film or something because that's the way it feels too. Every time they cut back to it, I'm like I feel like I'm in a different movie, that a really good different movie, but a different movie. I um, thought I was in a different movie altogether. When I don't know if this happened for you guys, but the lights dimmed and they had the Universal logo. And then it goes into like this 24 days until, and then it's like a film by Christopher Nolan. Yeah. Did you guys have that too? Yeah. I thought it was in the wrong movie. What the hell is going on? Are we doing, well, see what it was is 
Like I went to see this in AMC. So we had like, you know, the gambit of trailers before every AMC uh-huh. movie. Then came the, you know, ABC, the like AMC Dolby Cinema thing. And then after that, then it was, then Nicole Kidman came on and I was like, ah. And then it was like, also <laughs> turn off your cell phone and turn off your thing. So I was like, oh my God, when are we going to get to the movie? Then the Universal logo popped up. But then the Syncopy logo popped up. I was like, I was like, I know you have got to be kidding me. Is this another trailer? <laughs> We don't need so, no more trailers. The thing I will say about this, I went to Regal, so I got a more fun one. Uh, instead of Nicole Kidman being all serious and unnecessary. Um, I don't like it because I'm worried it's going to start having... Uh, directors are going to start doing that. Because originally, remember, trailers were at the end of films. That's why they were called trailers, because they were being part of the end. But they realized nobody's watching the trailer, so they started putting them in the front. I'm like, they're going to start doing that shit. Nobody's staying to see the director or the actors who's this and that. So they're going to start having this like opening sequence to movies. And I'm like, oh, please don't do that. Don't do that. I did not well, like that Well, to be part. fair, they already do that. Like They've been doing that for Christopher Nolan movies since The Dark Knight. Um, so it's not, this is I nothing new. I legit thought I was in the wrong movie. Because the, the lights, the, the lights dimming is supposed to be your cue that the movie, yeah, that is, movie starting. is starting. Not yeah. that you're gonna watch another trailer. I mean, because um, they did. Remember when we had a couple of movies when we worked at IMAX that they had like a sneak peek preview, like they did it for Dunkirk. I forget what the movie it was, but mm-hmm. they did it for Dunkirk, where there was like, here's a sneak peek yeah. preview of Dunkirk, and it was like a full five minutes of that movie. <laughs> yeah, when we had Lord, uh, the Hobbit, they did that for Star Trek. Yeah, so you know, it's like it's it's nothing new. No, like, it's just the fact yeah. of like, man, can we get to this movie? <laughs> like, I'm trying to watch this film. Yeah, pretty much. Um, was for anyway. the dimming of the lights when you mentioned that. Mm-hmm. I so as I've often said before, I take migraine medication. I have to be careful in movie theaters because the big screen and the flashing lights and all that. Um, when the lights started to dim, the screen hadn't changed yet for us. So the lights were just dimming, but there was no sound yet. Like they hadn't popped in the film yet to start the whole trailers. Yeah, all that stuff. yeah. So I like leaned over to my sister. I was like, did it get darker in here or like is something going on? And she's like, oh, no, it got darker. I'm like, OK. I'm like, I th- she, uh, her wife was like, are you OK? I'm like, I thought for a second, like my eyes were starting to darken. Like when I get a bad migraine, blind. Dimmer. I was like, I was like, I took the medication. I took the migraine medication. I'm fine. But like for a split second, I'm like. Oh shit! Am I getting blurry eyed? Is something happening? Did I not take this medicine? Am I getting a migraine? What's going on? I was like, not at the beginning of this film. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, which is is for me, it was even more unnecessary because I'm like, this movie comes out in a whole year from now. We don't need no trailers for this film. Why are you putting this oh, here? It was 2023. It comes out 2023. Saw, it does not come out I this just year. Saw the July, <laughs> I just saw. I just saw the July 21st. I'm like, oh, it came out yesterday. Then why have we seen the trailer? No, it comes, it comes next out next year. So I'm like, why are we? Like, days. Why? I no one's going to be thinking about Oppenheimer, but like from this one trailer till to next year, you're going to put out another trailer anyway. Why is this here? <laughs> and in front of this movie, on top of that. <laughs> anyway, I know it got me talking to Christian, being like, "Hey, is that Peaky Blinder guy?" <laughs> it is actually. Um, yeah, it is. But anyway, anyway um, yeah, so it's like that's that was the first part. Second part of it, too, was that um, this they dedicate a lot of time to this, And I know it's part of the theming of the movie and the message of this movie. However, at the same time, or at least from what I believe, you know, the, the, for all we know, Jordan Peele might say it's something completely different. But um, that being said, though, 
the other thing for me, and this is what I mean by there's a lot of ideas that feel like they just get dropped. This is a part of the story that is tied to none of our main characters. It's tied to a supporting character who we get very little time with of him as an adult. So I'm like, it feels like you've dedicated a lot of backstory to a character who in the grand scheme of things is just there to die and not really be not- like as important to the plot in the grand scheme of things compared to Daniel Kaluuya's character well, and Kiki Palmer's character. He he kind of was though. And the whole thing about that was that like when uh, Daniel's character goes, this is his home base. This is his hunting ground. He thinks this is where he lives, uh, the alien, the monster, whatever you want to call it. It was because of Ricky's character. Or Ricky Park was the name of the character Stephen Yen played. Mm-hmm. He fed it. He made that area the grounds for it. And that's why he wanted to buy the dad's ranch so bad. He wanted to have this like space for it, almost keeping it as a pet. And I think the background showed that that he came so close to this chimp that was killing everybody that it was like the chimp went to fist bump him just like you know every other scene or every other episode they had filmed and he's like oh i can tame this monster i wasn't killed he came up casually to me the monkey dripping blood like clearly i have the power to like tame this thing and he was trying to by feeding it these horses and being like hey look i brought you food uh, and I give you this land, but then it ended up turning against him because it's like, nah, I want more. You look kind of edible. So I don't, I think his character was actually very important because that's the only reason that creature stayed there was because he kept getting fed by him. So without his character, the alien thing, he probably would have moved on and find more humans to eat, gone to a bigger city, but he kept it there almost like one of the horses. He didn't let it run wild. He like, made sure to provide for it enough that it was like there and then when he couldn't he became the food himself that being said though i do um, like this i do like this that the alien is an alien like the it's not a ufo filled with little aliens it's just no the the thing you think is a that. saucer is the alien and it's it's scary mm-hmm. and i'm like that's a unique take on the idea of doing like a flying saucer type thing i'm like that's interesting and really cool mm-hmm. so i like that did you uh, I'll touch on um Alex uh the Ricky character um in that you know while watching the movie I was trying to put together you know the backstory and the present day story for his character um and I think you make a good point about you know he had this traumatic experience um when he was a kid that kind of shaped him because mm-hmm. he was he knew he was able to contain this monster um, and so that kind of carried through with him as an adult. Um, also about like going on to, and also we don't see him swept up. We we don't see him get swept up. I'm pretty sure he got swept up. He was dead center. <laughs> so I feel like he, I, he probably I was, the the first reason, that was like the first up. one. Yeah, that's true. I, I thought that, no, but well, we see the shadows of people and he's just standing there and did you see the shadow? Like there's shadows of yeah, people. Yeah, that's shadows and stuff. I, I, or yeah, that's true. So he took them first. Maybe he was saving the best for last. He's like, I like that red suit. Come on up here, big fella. This is some red velvet. Um, <laughs> I would say that wasn't The red velvet for dessert. Like you know how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> 
at one point I did think that there could be a way that he would come into the story later, but I guess that's kind of where his story ended. On, honestly, I did think that as well, because there is a scene that is a scene where um, Daniel Kalu's character goes to get the horse lucky back. And then the alien comes and kind of fucks with him and he passes out because he's kind of get tossed around inside that. Pater- I, the way he woke up, I almost assumed that he was going to see Steven Yeun's character there, trying to wake him mm. up and like, hey, I, I kind of assumed he was still going to be there or he was going to see him. I somehow, thought so but then too. We just end up seeing the horse. I thought he was going to be there, but then the horse was like, "All right, he's gone. Come on, let's get the hell up out of here. <laughs> get me out of here." But also in hindsight, that explains also why because he's like asking to buy. He's like, "I wanted to lay a roadmap to buy uh, one of my horses back," and you could see in his face that he's like, "Oh." Okay, and I thought it was just him being selfish. He's like, no, I'm not going to sell your horse back. But now it's like, in high, like after you finish the movie, you're like, oh, no. It's probably because there is no horse to buy back because it got eaten by an alien. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I already fed that one. So, sorry. <laughs> like, there's no horse to give you, my guy. <laughs> also, he said he sold like 11 of those horses, but there were none on the property. Like, he, yeah. he didn't seem like he ever questioned, like, Hey, 11 horses need a lot of space. Mm-hmm. Horses need quite a bit of space to live comfortably. Well, you know what it probably was? His dad he was probably the one who anything. actually was doing the sales. So he probably didn't even really think about it. No, he was he was selling them. What? Because oh. Palmer's character you know what? That's the other part. how many of dad's horses have you sold? That's Well, I just assumed that she meant like in general, like him and his dad. I didn't think it was like a lot of time had passed from when his dad died to that he because like selling 11 horses would have been like because it seems like he's very attached to them so i don't imagine he would just do a bulk like here's 10 horses or here's 11 horses right now well it was a six month span i believe that's what i recall okay yeah well it had it had been six months since their dad died okay got you i didn't i like i i must have missed that gotcha okay that makes more sense yeah. Um, when I first uh, was when I first seen the trailer, you know, everybody was looking up. So, you know, you assume that it's aliens um, and then there's kind of reveal that, no, the UFO is the alien. Did you guys think at one point like I did, there would be some sort there would be more to it in in that like there would be some sort of twist in that the alien wasn't what it seemed uh, or there was some bigger picture to it or <laughs> just going crazy here. The humans were the aliens, which somebody actually asked me like when I like uh, after I watched the movie, like were were they the aliens? Um, which so was the Twi- uh, Twilight Zone episode. The humans were the monster uh, monsters on Main Street. Oh, hey, Um, I could I kind of. I assumed it was an actual ship because I want to say it was the second trailer or something. She kept asking him, what did you see? What did you see? And there's moments in the trailer they showed kind of look like he had gotten sucked up. So I was like, okay, it is a UFO. He somehow got in the ship and like, it got a look at it. Um, but then when she's asking him that it's mainly because he was able to look up and see it and all that, or like, he kind of saw through the well, it's zipping around in the sky. 
So originally I thought it was going to be something like that. He was going to go on there and he's going to see like all this like gruesome stuff they're doing to the horses or the people um, and everything like that. But he doesn't get sucked up. So I was wrong on that part. And I found that a little interesting. Usually they'll have that scene where they're like getting them. But then they reveal that like, hey, this is he's like, it's not a UFO. It's an actual alien. What I saw. It's a living thing. Yeah, I I did not expect any more twist past just like when they were like, oh, it's not. No, it's alive. Like, it's a thing because. A, like it would be now it's just a matter of if they're going to defeat it or not. Right. Because it's like it's like either a it's like like because the assumption is that it's a regular UFO like you like you've heard. So it's like you're expecting little people, which is why when the kids pranked them and they were just alien creatures, I was like, oh, shoot. We're doing this now. That was creepy. All right, we're already starting. That was here. creepy. <laughs> it was really, and they were really, yeah. they were effectively creepy. And then when he's hanging from the thing, I was like, "Yeah, that's a black man." Because it's like his reaction. Oh shoot! Bam! <laughs> Just threw a punch <laughs> immediately. I'm like, he's like, it was Ricky's kids. I'm like, hey, listen. I respect that. <laughs> I respect that man because I probably just would have ran that, in general. That was no. That was a clean hit. It that was, was a, a clean, clean hit, hit too. Mm-hmm. But it's just like. um, like so, I'm like, okay, so it's not little people, or at least if they are, they're not. They're maybe in the ship or whatever, and it'd be a little cliche for us to have that scene. But then when they get sucked up and they're just getting devoured, <laughs> like, and I'm just like, oh, oh, that's that's different. What, are they going somewhere? Like, what's happening? And then they just start dropping out like blood and like all the stuff. And I was just like, oh, they're devouring those people. Those people are dead. <laughs> like, no, that Bless thing's you. a creature. Thank you. I was like, and then you find out, and then you find out that the first shot that we see, one of the first shots that we see in the movie, is the view inside of it that you see when you're getting beamed up. Why does it look like a neon club inside of it? What the hell's going on in there? (laughs) It looked like an air vent to me. I was like. Are we crawling through an air vent or something? That's what I was like. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's what I thought too. But uh, funny enough, I think. I am curious what they ate first because, you know, so, like when the dad dies, they're dropping quarters and stuff like that. So like, I had just assumed where did they, those like, were what was the remnants first of first meal that they spit out? I had just assumed those those were like the remnants of what people like had in their pockets. Oh, no, it is. Um, I'm just saying so. like, I'm, I'm like, and it's, this isn't anything that I wanted the movie to show me. This is just my own brain, like thinking. I'm like, I'm, I, I, I'm curious, well, like where they, where they struck first, because that implies they ate some people first before they started getting fed horses, like every day. So I'm like, that's interesting to me. I wonder where they were, like, where their little like hunting ground was first before they came over here to this little gulch. You know? Maybe they tried human and they're like, ugh, gross. <laughs> like, I, will, <laughs> I will. I will applaud the trailer for the um the bait and switch yeah the, that, because... that's being true because a lot of, i think they jordan peele did say that like when the trailer came out and people were complaining the second one came out people were complaining oh you gave away too much and jordan peele was like trust me no it hasn't like you there's yes. more to come that you have not seen well, in this trailer. I, <laughs> I hadn't even seen the i hadn't even seen the second trailer i had only watched the first trailer and there was a point where it shows Kiki Palmer getting getting sucked up, getting beamed up, but in the movie she only she gets knocked flies back. up like a couple feet. Yeah. yeah, 
And so I had figured that she had gotten beamed up and I'm like, okay, how's she going to get back? Is she going to die? Is she going to get back out? So that, that, that uh, subverted my expectations. Which I'm also I kinda, glad I TMZ liked. guy died. <laughs> yeah. Not, to, which was not that TMZ people should die, <laughs> but I'm just saying in general, she's telling you, you need to leave. Like it, it looks like a dangerous situation. You go over there and they're still, and then they're trying to help you and you still like get my camera, get my camera. At that point, I would have been like, you know what? Forget it. You, you, <laughs> which I, we need, he did, anyway, he did. So. He's like, he's like, all right, man, like you're d- gonna die, so I'm gonna back. He did. He's like, right. No, before, he, before, that body, he was like, still trying for a long time. After the first, hey, get my camera, I would have been like, all right, well, clearly you don't want to be saved. I, <laughs> I, did, I did not think that he was an actual TMZ reporter because when Kiki Palmer says, ah, F. He's with TMZ. I thought she was just like, that was her assumption. And like me and the audience laughed. And I thought that he was like some, like, like some YouTube alien hunter or something. Yeah, I uh, did too. Yeah. But uh, Wikipedia lists him as a TMZ reporter. So I'll trust them. (laughs) Yeah. I thought the same thing too. But there was like something she's like, oh shit, it's TMZ. And I was like, are you, cause she was calling him ancient alien guys first. Or she called him that website, which had the conspiracy people, which would have been a fine name. And then she went straight to like the pop culture one. And I was like, oh, oh, I think she's being for real about it then Mm -hmm. because she already had like the fake nickname of the other people. And they had just talked about it a little before that. Um, The guy who helped them record Michael Wincott's character, Antler's Hoist, Antler's Holst. Mm hmm. Um, he was like, we need to get this because now the news sees it. And you know what happens when the news gets out? People start coming. They want to do their own thing. They want to do their own report and all that stuff. So it's, she's like, oh, crap. It's the first one. And TMZ is TMZ. Let's just say that. <laughs> I think it's interesting. They would, they would absolutely do that. I don't know more about this creature. Like, I think it's cool, especially because I think there was some, a lot of creative choices with it. Like the first one being that, like, when it's flying, it's just always open. So it's like that's when you're hearing the screams of people, like circ- like uh, as it's flying. I'm like, that's a really neat detail and really interesting. And then also um, the fact that it can't consume like objects that aren't organic, uh, and th- mm-hmm. that's how we can track it with the flags. So I was like, that's really smart. That's really cool. Just, not just from a you know story standpoint but from a script writing standpoint i'm like that's a neat way to track a ufo why not like put something that has a dangling and, and it's thing it spits out it spits out the coins it spits out the keys yeah like I'm we like, didn't see really any clothes cool. did, did i think you, it could eat clothes like, like clothes are probably like easier than something that's solid like metal or like uh plastic mm-hmm. items ceramic yeah because it spit out everything else i like when it spit out the horse and he's like he just kind of looks away from it. Yeah. When he, so that part I was talking about where me and my sister were like, nope, is when he opens that car door. And as soon as he goes for the handle, me and her at the same time were like, nope, 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 nope. In my head, I was like, what are like, you doing? Up, you like, know it's over you. You don't need to like, look no. at it to know that. You know for a fact it's not <laughs> there. It was one of my favorite <laughs> scenes because like as soon as we were like, nope, nope, he's like, nope. And then the horse, the plastic horse that they had originally fought him, Came crashing through his window. And what does this man do? Locks his car door. <laughs> I like couldn't stop laughing. I'm like, I mean, I feel like 
that's not gonna help but it's like something i guess although something makes you feel secure i did think about you jonathan because we talked about nope during um our 2022 expectations episode way back in january um and Mm -hmm. Uh, you mentioned this was your, uh, you were excited to see what like pop culture song was going to be turned horrified in the, in for this movie. And I was so mm-hmm. in that scene when they're playing the, I wear my sunglasses <laughs> at night. I was like, Jonathan's probably loving this right now. <laughs> Cause, Cause it was creepy. It was so creepy to hear that song slowed down. I was like, I didn't realize how creepy this song can be if you slow it down to like a crawl. It's, it's like. Freaky. Yeah, and you and right, and usually in his movies, it's been you know the uh, the like '90s like R&B or hip hop, but he went a different route this time. Get Out didn't have one, but I guess it didn't need one. It played. They played Redbone by um. Oh, that's true. Donald Glover, but it was just normal, music. normal Redbone. Mm-hmm. They played a lot of more instrument uh, instrumental music. Um, what? side note that has nothing to do with what we're talking about right now. But I'm looking at uh, the filmography of the guy who plays um, uh, Gordy, the ape, or the chimpanzee in in, uh, the movie. And uh, he played King Kong in Kong Skull Island. Um, And he also played uh, Goblin. He also played Goblin in The Hobbit and Unexpected Journey. Cool. Like, nice they got, like, a CG, actual CG artist to do the motion capture instead of uh, just making a CG ape and using just Uh, a... He has, like, a lot of credits. He went... It looked CGI for a minute, too. Well, it was CG. Uh, It's just they did the... um, He did the movements of it so they could, like, map the CG to his movements and stuff like that. They did the same thing for Planet of the Apes, too. It's why the Planet of the Apes uh, movies look so good. Oh, and he played, he was the group mocap performer in Thor, Love and Thunder. Oh, neat. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. So this, he, I mean, he wasn't kidding. The monkey has a good, or the ape. Ape? Yeah, in this case, chimpanzees are apes. So Chimpanzees are apes. He, uh, the ape had an incredible track record then. Like, there is a scene way at the beginning where they're speaking to him, and he's kind of reliving everything, and he's talking about it, and he's like, He's raving about the monkey or the ape, sorry. Um, and he's talking about it. He's like, yeah, he w- he worked on this. He worked on this. This guy. This guy. And it's like, and for a moment, I was like, are you still are you still talking about oh, the ape? Are you no, talking he's talking about, about the SNL actor. He's saying like the... No, no, no. He was talking about the monkey. No, he's talking about SNL. He was saying there was a... The SNL did a sketch of the tragedy... And he was talking Chris about Kattan. Chris Kattan, who played in this Wasn't hypothetical SNL scenario. I, the, uh, Chris Kattan played Gordy, like the monkey. Oh, I thought that scene came after where he was just gushing about the monkey. I was like, are you talking about the monkey? Well, he should have been more impressed with the monkey. <laughs> that monkey has I don't think he's going to be impressed like, with the monkey that him. killed all of his cast members. <laughs> cast mates. <laughs> Look, trauma, f- trauma fucks you up, all right, in some ways. Um, you can um, be impressed by the murderous monkey. Another side note while we're on to like the facts Murder of monkeys. the movie. No. <laughs> uh, switching gears a little bit. But on that same storyline. Uh, so Jesse Plemons was originally cast in this movie, but um, he turned it down uh, for another movie. I'm not sure. Oh, uh, in, uh, Killers of the Flower Moon. 
That's the movie that he turned this one down for. Uh, oh, but he was originally cast. Okay. Uh, he was originally cast, I'm assuming, in the Steven Yeun role. Probably. That probably was yeah. his original yeah. cast. How do you I think, think he would have been? I think he was supposed to play OJ. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I think it is funny they do mention his name. I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, mm-hmm. Like, your name's like, OJ? Over. He's like, yeah, Otis Jr. <laughs> it's like, I don't think... Everybody takes it. I honestly think OJ probably doesn't even like think about it. Like, think about O.J. Simpson at all when he thinks about his name. He's probably just like, I don't care. You know, that's my name. That's what they call mm-hmm. me my entire life. <laughs> I'm not going to change it. A lot of, like, younger people person. don't know him anymore. So, like, that name, well, it was all older people in that in that scene at that moment, yes. But, like, a lot of younger people don't know They're probably the OJ last generation like, that actually happened? knows about O.J. Simpson because the trial was still, like, Somebody? happening during when we were alive. Like, we were yeah, kids, we were but, kids. you know, still. Somebody was asking about, like, why it seems like younger generations don't know anything, why the gener- uh, Gen Zs don't know anything about, like, about millennials and what happened then or that like that. And somebody's like, because millennials had the I love the 90s and I love the 80s and I love the 70s from BH1. And I was like, fuck, yeah, I love that show so much. I was they went I think it started. I love the 60s. I love the 70s. I love the 80s and 90s. And they even got they did even 2000s. though it was like 2010 by the time they did the 2000s. Uh-huh. And then they had the um, the best of. They had the I loved and then the best of, and they went through all these decades, and then they're finally like the best of this week. They got they got so far to like they were literally doing like week wrap ups of what happened, which I was like that's a little that's a little much. But if I didn't, I watched every single one of them. Also, it's more like millennials. Lot, but, like I was didn't still have the them. internet like when uh, during the, the earliest points of the internet, all it was for was information. It wasn't for like what it is now, where more kids are more invested in like filming themselves doing every dumb dance they can think of than actually looking up anything to actually educate them on anything that has happened past the generation they've lived in. So, I mean, we all still filmed ourselves. We just had those crappy, like huge cameras. <laughs> That's different. <laughs> and then we but got, I see what you mean. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, got, I got, I got tapes of me and my cousin, like being stupid, doing like reality shows, stupid yeah, stuff. Yeah, but you couldn't, so, like, you couldn't produce the volume kids can now. You couldn't, yeah. Kids could like, they oh, no. have in their phone easily 13 no, to 1500 videos of them doing TikTok. I think of the social media stuff. I can't, always do it like uh, there are days i'm like oh crap did i post anything today and i'm like do i have to i'm like which of course i should do but it's like yeah i mean i people like to kind of talk about influence sometimes of like oh you know they don't really do anything they do a lot they actually do quite I know, a bit it's a full-time and, like, job they, anybody who's like wants yeah, to be an influencer for real for real it's like a you damn near 40 hours if that trying to do that oh yeah i literally spend unless i have some other plans i literally spend saturday editing videos and then taking out the parts for social media and stuff and then editing them in different formats to fit on that social platform it's like that's a whole day and i get maybe about six clips five I think Sips is generous, like five clips. And then I'm like, all right, I can't look at our faces anymore. <laughs> like staring at our faces. Um, but, you know, but anyway. Back on topic. So, yeah. So, nope is all right. Uh, 
<laughs> did, I have to ask, did they do... Well, okay, I'll ask this question, and then we'll talk about um, character of Angel, because I feel like we didn't really talk about him. I mean... But, um, and... <laughs> And we also didn't talk about uh, Antlers, the cinematographer. But um, anyway, uh, okay, okay. (laughs) Do you want to exit out early, Jerome? We can talk about Antlers. There's not much to talk about. He's in the like. He's the only reason he's in. uh, He's in the movie maybe two times more than Barbie Ferrera is, which means he got four minutes on screen compared to the two she got. He's barely in the movie too, but he played he played a much more important role though. <laughs> he did. Did you guys ever? Because um, he's the reason they get the money shot was because he has a film without le- uh, electronic. He has the winding film. Which but then it got destroyed when he got eaten though. No, there was the, the original big tape IMAX, the guy changed uh, out. camera. Oh, that he took back. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and then he had his own little handout. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. They never so go back to cameras. that, though, either. They never address if he actually... Because I, I was expecting... Because the way they loaded it, there was one point where it was a very quick shot where the film was not loaded in there. I don't know if that was a mistake when they filmed it, that it wasn't like the reel wasn't properly put in so they could put it in the camera and that was a mistake on set. That they were just like, well, screw it. No one will notice. Or if that was like on purpose, because if it was on Actually, purpose, then maybe he didn't film anything because he tells them like, we don't deserve the impossible shot. Like, you know, he's saying like, which is also his way of saying this isn't for us. Like this is beyond us as human beings. Yeah. But then like almost immediately he's like the light and then runs and gets eaten because he wants to film and again i thought that plot point like when he did that though i was like okay that's a neat plot point so what's going to happen is they're going to escape and then it's going to that camera is going to be spit out because the alien can't eat it and the reel is going to be found somewhere else they're going to have the footage which would be really cool yeah but then they blew up the monster well with air (laughs) though so you know okay (laughs) okay so because when it was floating down, did the balloon still look full? Did the balloon pop? No, the balloon popped pop? what inside was... of I think the balloon alien. popped. Yeah. Okay, because for a minute, I couldn't tell because, again, they kept it at a distance. And then you just see this floating. And I'm like, okay, the alien definitely looked... Something popped. My question is, the how alien did the alien kill the alien? Exactly. Is it, that it's, is it that the pressure from the balloon just, like, helped explode everything else that was inside the alien? I think... Because it was, it, it, it was like, inside of its... Um, Throat inside of its uh, yes, throat, sorry. yeah, it, whatever the equivalent of whatever the throat would be. So I imagine that small, compacted, like when that pops, it has an effect on. Look at me trying to alien biology. Like this. Well, this no. Is how See, I, the thing is, like I was talking about it too. But the thing with the alien, it resembles a jellyfish so much. Oh, no, jellyfish point. are very, are very dangerous. They can have stingers. They can actually wrap you pretty tightly mm-hmm. and uh, cut off circulation. That's how they feed sometimes. And jellyfish are actually some mystery still to science because they don't understand how some of them are translucent. They're like, why? How are their organs still translucent? But if you can remove them, you can see. And like so, or some you know, bio they they glow. And so that kind of what reminded me of that, where it's like the jellyfish outside is actually very dangerous to jellyfish, even when it's on land it can still hurt you pretty bad. Um, but once inside, it's it's very vulnerable. Like, y- it'll, you could just pop it from the inside. That's what I imagine, because it reminded me of a jellyfish so much. And I'm like, 
just looks like one to me. Especially and so that's what it I seemed like it had gotten in full, just, like, and it was when it was in, which it reminded me of Dragon Ball form. C when it was just like, you, like, y'all thought this was it. You haven't even seen my final form. Yeah. It just was curtains uh-huh. floating in the sky. I know. The, <laughs> yeah. You like never ending curtains that would. Yeah. And then the streamers came out that I guess was his mouth and just. It just he's like, uh-huh. you like these streamers? Come on in here. <laughs> Come on in here. Yeah, I was like, oh, it's, that's what reminded me. It's like, oh, the tentacles, the waving ones, because there's the jellyfish. Up. And I was like, all right, it's kind of like know a jellyfish. What, you touch the shingles. It was unique, you know? It's better than just making, like, it's it's more creative than just making a regular monster or just leaving it in UFO form. You know, the fact that it has another form was really neat and really cool, which also makes me think, do you? Either you like, because I'm I'm curious, you guys take on the ending. Do you think AJ OJ's alive, or do you think she's hallucinating, like she's imagining that? Oh, I didn't even think about that. I just assumed he was alive. <gasps> I didn't even think about that because in my mind, I was like, I is he alive? Or because he doesn't interact. It's not like he comes over there, or calls to her, or does the like eye thing. Yeah, like, but he he never does. But it's just the fact that he he's just standing did. there after she's had this great victory and this really traumatic experience. So I'm like, is he real? Or is she just like, like thinking about him? And that's the visual representation of her thinking about well, him. Well, I mean, even when, even when he was, she was like, the house was getting rained in blood and like they were, she was, they were, he was trying to get them into the van. He didn't react. He was just like, get in the van, get in the van, get in the van. Um, I think he was alive mainly because he was the only he he knew the smart one. Yeah, he knew, he to knew do everything as soon right. As he, he knew not to look head. up. Mm-hmm. Well, he just, knew not yeah. to look up because also because the only way he would have got sucked up is if he would have looked up. True. So he yeah. maintained eye contact enough where the monster was focused on him, and then he probably just dropped his eyes, and then the monster was like, "All right, fine." And then she made all that noise with the motorcycle, so it started chasing her. Well, because also it said uh, he was underneath that sign that said on yonder. So I was like, are they saying he's like in heaven? And that's what she's thinking in her head or something. And I'm like, I, I could be reading into it more than it actually is. It might just be the OJ's okay. No, but, but that was just where Jordan, my, my head if, went. If you were to read into any movie, it would be a Jordan Peele movie. Yeah, that's fair too. Also, Jordan Peele also likes to have those little bits of a open ending. Mm-hmm. Where you're like, all right. Because at first right. I thought she now was looking at that the monster had like healed itself. That it like popped, but then it was like, ah, it's all good. And then put itself back together. And she's like, oh, shoot, we're all going to die. Because all these people behind me are also going to get eaten. Also, <laughs> really quick, um, he couldn't, he twisted his ankle. Remember, he limped and he actually had to have the horse lie down to get on mm-hmm. him. So it's not like he could hop off the horse and go to her. Oh, that's fair. He was that's already like point, he yeah. he couldn't get off the horse and like so And the horse name is Lucky. I was a little annoyed so. she didn't. Mm-hmm. That's true. I was a little annoyed she didn't grab the picture. Because I was like, well, because all these that's people are proof. coming up, news are yeah, I was at like, that point it doesn't matter because the news cameras and all that stuff are behind mm-hmm. them. They're getting the shot like in its live video and the aliens just sitting up there. Yeah, so. but they're getting the dead body. They're seeing the remains. But even still, like popped, they're gonna like that's transmitting to probably the world. So the world already sees it. So having a picture of it probably doesn't mean as much anymore as it did. It's local news. They have a moment. Well, you know, local news. Will, <laughs> you didn't tell me global yes, global news was there local already. Local news, like even most local news sites have an internet presence, which means that as soon as that article goes up, that video is going to be all over the internet and going to spread around and become international worldwide news. 
Question, did they do the thing that Disney does that we've talked about many times on this podcast where they make Kiki Palmer's character a lesbian, but not... Yes, where she yes, it. very much so. Because okay. <laughs> yeah. she, she says hi to that one lady and she mentions that she has uh-huh. sex with her therapist, which I was like, oh, okay. And then she when she mentions, but anyway, she, I'm like, oh, she's a woman. Okay, cool. <laughs> Whatever. Right, but then it's never but brought up never again. that's never brought up again. And I was like, they, they did do, pull, a, pull a, a Disney representation. Like, look, she's gay. She says she has sex with women, kind of. So, you know, due diligence. They had that one scene at the end of uh, Beauty and the Beast with uh, the one character. They finally danced together. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, listen. I mean, I'm just saying, look, Kiki Palmer went and stole that horse with rainbow flags. I mean, it couldn't be more clear. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> I thought she, at one point I thought she was going to mention when, when he was like, uh, or when somebody was like, Oh, the monster, or the, he doesn't like the the flags. I thought she was going to mention. Well, let's wrap ourselves in rainbow flags, and then we'll get her. <laughs> Although someone did mention, I did see someone's video where they did mention they thought that had meaning too. That like this all white creature uh, can consume everything except these like all like multicolored flags, as in like you know it's trying to consume all of the people of color, but it can't. Mm-hmm. Because uh, when they're together, when we're all together, it's hard to consume. But when we're separated and it's just us one at a time, it can get, you know, whatever. And I was like, I feel like that's reaching I a bit. I feel like that's Yeah, I feel like that's reaching. That's, because, no, no, because at the time when it sucks up the horse, it technically is black. No. The, it's a dark the, gray. Uh, or the white horse with the flags. The, oh, the white yeah. horse? Oh, I was saying the UFO, like, was... Oh, I mean, technically you, mean, you didn't consume You them. mean like, yeah, like all yeah. the horses, yeah, were different colors. Oh, I thought you meant the... No, I meant yeah, the also, I meant the fake horse with the flags. Oh, you were talking the fake yeah, horse. Yeah, yeah, um, I, think I still think it's reaching, though. <laughs> like, I still think that that take on it is a bit reaching, a bit. Because um, I'm like, Jordan Peele can get that meticulous, because, you know, with Get Out, like, he has said and confirmed that the he intentionally had... Um, What's her face? The villain in that movie eat the cereal separated from the milk because the cereal had color and the milk was white. Mm-hmm. So he's like, yeah. that was on purpose. So I could like, it's maybe possible, but unless Jordan Peele himself says that, I feel like that's just reaching because Jordan Peele made Get Out, and so now no matter what movie he makes, forever people will try and analyze every little piece of it to find like some type of racial meaning in it. I think it just was. I think it just showed that. It the it wasn't able to swallow the horse because it was still so attached. And if the flags were out that much, it was almost like a warning. Like, hey, look, he's not able to swallow it completely. It was stuck in there. It was well, I thought it was just a way for them and to track it so that they could find it because it's like they can't see it because it's I too think fast. That's what she, and then she's like, it's tracking it well, now because now we have this. They didn't doing know. Flags. They didn't know. They didn't know that it was eating it. They assumed it was just abductions. Oh, at the time well, I mean, and they still the thought it was went. abductions at that time, too. So, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So they were probably thinking like that. But I don't think it had to do with more like, oh, yeah, we're all together. Because like, mm, yeah, that feels like a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, that feels like you're trying to put a lot of stock into that when really it just seems like 
it more shows like he can't swallow inanimate objects. That's yeah, it. although um, and it's like flesh. I do um to talk about Angel a little bit. Um, I thought it was cool how he does the barbed wire, the barbed wire. Fire. Although the, I thought it was going to cut him in half. I was mm-hmm. scared for Angel because when it sucked him up, I was like, "That's tension pulling on you. You're wrapped around a barbed wire fence. I'm surprised you you didn't get cut in half completely." In, in real life, in real life, it probably would have been a little more uh, fatal. Or, or and then he gets dropped out the sky. Harmful. I was like, "You're dead." Mm-hmm. And then when he, they well, show him alive, I was like, "Oh, trying to do okay. like the tarp." <laughs> Well, no, it, he didn't get sucked all the way in because remember he no, no, no. attached himself. To I the just barbed mean wire that he's like that. That probably brought the t- barbed wire fence to be taut around his side, and then they drop him out the sky because they didn't suck him up. So I was like, okay, if the barbed wire didn't kill you and cut you in half, the fall probably is like had you cracked your skull on the desert on the desert <laughs> desert floor. <laughs> <laughs> but um, technically, he wrapped himself in a tarp first around the waist. Oh, that's true. Tarp. And, and the only reason his hands were hurting was because he was wrapping it around his waist, the tarp, and then the barbed wire. Yeah. But, you know. I will say the force probably would have snapped that barbed wire through him. Yeah. And the tarp and everything. Oh, yeah, yeah. So the force of just being sucked up. Close my window. Yeah. Um, but I, but I, I don't like his character Yeah, a lot. I thought he was good. I thought he was funny. Um, he was very charismatic. Very charismatic, yeah. yeah. I... I, I before the movie started, I thought he was good. Uh, before I, I knew Kiki Palmer was gay in the in the um, movie, seeing his character in the trailers, I was love like, interest. "Oh, he's a love interest. Okay, cool. He's a handsome guy." And he's like, and then when he's like, "Yeah, I just broke up my girlfriend," I'm like, "Oh snap! He's single. He's available." <laughs> but then, but didn't Kiki Palmer say she was a lesbian before? No, that? but then I was like, but then when Barbie Ferreira. Uh, shows up, I was like, oh, that's how she ties in. She gets with Angel, and they're gonna, like, because they work at the same but store no. together. And then the director was like, oh, that's cute. You think Barbie has more scenes. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> she pops in, she's like, hey. I'm willing to bet she maybe uh, probably did have more like- scenes, but she probably was filming Euphoria at the same time, to be honest. But she was barely in the second season of Euphoria either, so what was she doing? <laughs> that was for different reasons. I so we hear. Well, they probably, honestly, she was probably more in, in it because he was still watching everything from, like, the, from Fry's. So she was probably in it because she even asked, uh, Maybe her scenes okay? got cut. Yeah, maybe I think they did because... They wanted you to focus on the main four. Well, I think she only said is OJ okay because he was saying OJ like he was he was screaming about OJ on the on the thing because um, he was on the phone with her. But, but he was I also don't think like get the bug get the bug off the camera. Yeah. Also, I can't stop looking. Cheddar just looks so comfy back there. He's just chilling. <laughs> <laughs> he's just the arm down. Yeah, he just looks like he's just like you good? yeah. <laughs> you good, Cheddar? Yeah, he did. Thank you for not tearing up my chair this episode. <laughs> uh, but um, no, Angel was good. I liked him. I liked his character. I thought he was interesting uh, to be around, like be a part of the crew. Because it's like, you know, we got OJ, the quiet, stoic one. Uh, Emerald, the loud, uh, obnoxious one. And then you got Angel, the wild card. <laughs> no one knows what he's about. <laughs> so my sister, when we were watching it, Cause he was video, he was watching the security cameras, and my sister was like, "I'd be so mad, I'd be so mad if all that." I'm like, "Her brother's almost getting sucked up into an alien. You gonna focus that he's watching the feed right now? That's where your mind is." <laughs> I'm like, "If that happens, that's where your mind's gonna be. I'm about to die, but let's go get mad at the poor tech guy right now." <laughs> 
Like, also, we said the alien can't eat inanimate objects. He ate the shit out of that house, though. <laughs> like the, the alien was just like, "All right, I've had enough. Y'all need like to leave me alone." Maybe because that, maybe because it's wood and it's like biodegradable. That that is a technically a natural element. He spat mm-hmm. out like the nickel, the keys. Why did the, it spit out the blood um, though? Scooter. I wonder. Was that an intimate? Well, it's an animal. For, maybe it was an intimidation fun. tactic. <gasps> oh, yeah. I, I think, think it so. was. Hit, I think it was its blood. Because it spat out that horse, and the horse was lodged because people were passing it. Remember, mm-hmm. I think it tore in the th- in the throat, and that maybe that was his. Maybe blood. that's that's maybe. a fair point. It could have been the aliens' because blood because he spits he spits out all this blood, and then the horse. I like falls, that we've just gendered this alien. By away. the way, <laughs> it's a he for sure. Like, we we know for a fact it's a he. Well, all all like hurricanes and stuff are uh, are she's. So maybe maybe uh, I mean, the alien can be can be a he. No, that's not true. There's like they're they're he's and she's. Uh, South Carolina, we've had Hurricane Hugo and uh, Hurricane. Something well, else. most hurricanes. Most hurricanes though are most named after women. Yeah. I don't know. It comes in, makes a mess. And then leaves. That sounds pretty manly. manly I don't know. You like no one will top Sandy. All right. <laughs> so <laughs> Sandy did come yeah. in. She came in full mm-hmm. force. Um, I don't know. I tend to call inanimate objects he, and that actually comes from the fact that I was taught English by people whose English was se- their second language, which often so- sometimes why I sound the way I sound. Everybody I learned to talk from. English was their second language, and in uh, Spanish language, often many objects have like gender, like la and el. Mm-hmm. Um, so I tend to just add a gender to things. I would say, and I usually just use the he. Feels easier for yeah. some reason. I mean, it's the same thing with French. Uh, There's I el and el for like he and she. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I kind of just sometimes will just gender random things, and people are like, "Why is it a he?" I'm like, "I don't know, man." Just. Can we continue with the cut? Why you leave me alone? <laughs> I'm like, this is how I just talk sometimes. Uh, final thoughts, though. Jonathan, um, yes. hit, up, hit us up with some final thoughts for Nope. I, and a grade, sorry. That's very, yes. <laughs> I, like I said at the beginning, I very much enjoyed this movie. Um, I am looking forward to seeing other people's thoughts on it. Um, different podcasts, different YouTube reviews. Um, I'm excited for that. I love the cast. I love the fact that we have a, I mean, all of our main characters really are people of color. Um, are the only white person that comes in and has something to say is really <laughs> um, the cinematographer. And he just comes in at the end. Which and, I don't think he's white. Uh, I so think I, he's, um, I don't know what, I know he's, he's not like black or Hispanic, or he might be his. He's bad. English and Italian. Oh, he's Italian. I was like, I was like, I, like so, so he's, he's, he's white then. Never mind. He's, it's just, it's just, he has a tan is what it is. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Which at the time when they called him, he was in like a jungly, rainforesty area. Mm-hmm. And then, because he was like recording all those animal documents. And also, you have uh, uh, Stephen Yoon's wife. She had some lines in there. 
And Barbie. Can't forget about Barbie. She's so like a most important character. I think she's Latina though. Oh, that's right. She, she is. Oh, she's of Brazilian descent. She is Brazilian. Uh I like I forget her descent. That's true. Never mind. Y'all not Barbie. Barbie. She's like important. <laughs> we I, we I this wouldn't only, be the same without you Barbie. Two, you two are the only ones no. that have outrage that Barbie's only in there for a minute, so <laughs> She beat Keith David. Nobody else I was just confused. She beat Keith David by like a few minutes, confused. a few seconds. So <laughs> she should feel proud. Um, but anyway, she also also Letitia Wright when she was in Ready Player One, she had more lines. She didn't than even her. get Billy. Anyway. She was Letitia Wright was in the background. Unless you were paying attention, you would have missed her completely. She didn't get any lines. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, I loved the cast. And um, this movie just took me on a journey. We had so many elements, uh, so many locations, uh, so much attention. I love the way Jordan Peele uses music at the right time and silence at the right time. And it's not just the type of silence when you're watching a horror film where it's like, okay, you see the character look around, it's silent, and then they breathe. And then something pops up. Mm -hmm. It's not that type of silence. Sure, we had like one or two of those quote-unquote traditional jump scares in this film, but um, they were few and far between. He used more of the, you know, um, the theming, the setting, um, the reactions of people, even the like some of the CGI elements. And nowadays, I don't typically get, like, scared at... Uh, scared... Um, during films that use a lot of CGI because I'm like, this is fake. But this was really well done. Yeah. Uh, the cinematography was on point. And I believe the cinematographer is the same cinemato cinematographer that did Dunkirk and Inception, maybe. What's his name? Cinematographer Hoyt Vent. Yeah, he did. What did I'm about he do? to say, because Wally Fister Spectre, did Inception. Ad Astra... Interstellar, that's what he did. Interstellar okay. and Dunkirk and Tenet. Gotcha. So basically he's worked with Christopher Nolan for everything. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, and he's going to do open. That's why they had the trailer. He's going to do uh, Oppenheimer. That's why they had the trailer before him. Um, so anyway, yeah, this, the cinematography was great. And um, CGI was great. Cast was great. The comedic elements were great as well. Um, I laughed a few times. I feel like not as much as I did Us. Um, I did actually like Us. I know y'all have some sort of feelings towards it, but I actually really enjoyed Us. Um, but yeah, I, I I just thoroughly enjoyed this movie. I'm going to give it an A+. Plus. Um, I will say just with Us, it's not that I didn't enjoy the film. One, I got distracted by the buttons. They were really cute. But two, it just... <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, I kept, I kept getting distracted by the buttons. Um it was and more you were, so you were, you were i remember when we were watching it you were like pointing out one that was doing something <laughs> he had so it was an all white bunny but he had like long black ears only so that was the only black part of him i was like that's so ridiculous little like it looks like somebody attached other ears to him or something um i will say with us just because how great and well thought out get out was it seemed just like us was very generic was very like second season of a show where it's just like you're just giving me something to, so that i know you're still there mm -hmm. with this movie it felt different and i think another thing that us lacked was 
Get Out was relatable to people of color. Even in like certain humors where his best friend's like, you're going to these white people's countryside household. What do you think is going to happen, man? It's nothing good. <laughs> and it was the same way with this movie, with Nope, because we all have the reaction where people are like, oh, go for it. I'm like, nope. <laughs> and I've told people, I'm like, look, I have survived this long somehow. Uh-uh. You think I'm going in there? Going into so the it was door. a lot more. <laughs> yeah. I was like, it's a lot more relatable. And I'm like, yeah, okay. I can see myself with this character. When things are getting sucked up in the sky, I'm out. I'm like, I'm like, let's go. Nope. Nah, I'm out. I'm out. Um, And so I think it was just easier to relate. It felt like something that was definitely like they were smart. They didn't go down to the basement when the killer was chasing them style. Um, and I did really just love everything in this film. And it did catch me by surprise. And my Apple Watch called me out <laughs> talking about my heart rate going up, spiking multiple times. And I'm yeah, trying to get into scientific evidence that you were into Yeah, I was like, Shh, I'm trying to watch the movie. Stop beeping. I get it's it. like you're having a heart attack. Um, Go and you need to leave right now. Get the heart. It's medicine. like you haven't it ha- you haven't moved. Why does your heart beat faster? Like, I'm trying to save your life. Oh my god, is that Bobby um, Ferreira? Were- I didn't know she was in this movie. <laughs> yeah, my heart rate did not peak for that. <laughs> um, but also, I also just love Stephen Yen. Like I've said multiple times, <laughs> nothing wrong with him in that cowboy suit either. And just all their acting was really good. And I felt like on point with the film. The mumbling thing, I agree, was a little annoying <laughs> at the beginning where he's just like <laughs> mumble. Even when he's talking to his sister, it's like, just turn your head a little bit, man. Just turn your head a little bit. <laughs> Sound waves that way. Um, I really love that twist where it was like, this is the actual monster. This is the actual thing. Because we always think about aliens being maybe like seven feet, eight feet taller than us or something like that, or having this expansion. Nobody thinks about aliens being that well, also, big. Most people think he- of huge. aliens as being humanoid, but it's like, why would you just assume yeah. that? Like they could be anything. Well, there's an actual thing. It's because we can't imagine something that doesn't have a human form, really. I mean, even with like animals, we put that in there. They're like, oh, that's their little elbows. It's not. They're, they have different the bone structure. Yeah. yeah. The anatomy of like a dog to us is like very different. This is not their elbow. It's di- Everything's different. So humans just do that in nature. I like how they, well, my brain went to like jellyfish right away. So <laughs> we just all do that. Um, but I did enjoy this film way more than I thought I would. I think he did it really well. It was more thought out. It was very different. He did the suspense really well. Um, and I would give this movie an A and I would even see it again, surprisingly. And I, yeah, I just thoroughly enjoyed this movie and I don't have too many negative things to say about it. Um, I did find the sister annoying at times where I was like, you're not helping the situation. Maybe like pull back a little bit. But I guess that was also the contrast. that was supposed to be the difference in personality. Was so different. It was like, but I definitely give this movie an A. Yeah, I um, uh, I would give this movie a um, I'd give it a just a, a B probably, um, B B to B minus. Um, the reason why is because like I like this movie. I think it's fun. It's uh, I love the thematics. I think the cinematography is really good. Um, but it's just I feel like there's there's a lot of characterization. I wish I would have had more with Angel, with more with the cinematographer. 
even more with uh, Stephen Yeun's character, even though we get a, we get to know a lot about him, just because they're so like you know for their importance in the movie to have a lot more weight, especially the cinematographer, because I feel like he was pretty important, and we don't, didn't get to learn that much about him. He was very cryptic, and we didn't really get to see him a lot. But that's just because they had so much other stuff they had to do in other parts of the movie. So it it you know it the time balancing just didn't work out in that way. Um, that being said, though, the things I do like shine really well. I do like the main cast. I think the creature's really cool. And the fact that you don't even know it's a creature for the longest part of the time and getting to that twist, I think, is really good. So that was really sharp. And so it's like I would enjoy watching this movie just as a as a like pleasurable watch. But I think as far as a script goes... I, th- I just feel like there's like a few more like runs it could have done for some of these supporting characters compared to the main characters for us to get a little more time with them. Um, but, you know, that's all just like, that's just I, my. I will say that you, you had the same criticism for Thor Love and Thunder. Funny enough, yes. It's the exact <laughs> same criticism. It was, the, it's the exact same true. criticism. Yeah, I like Run it back. the same thing. Side by side. Um, I was like, are we? Uh, and but also speaking vu. of um, you were yeah, talking about like, them like not running from uh, or them like you know not doing the cliche stuff. Uh, I don't know if you guys got this, but for me, uh, one of the trailers played before this movie was Barbarian, and uh, the new movie with uh, Bill Skarsgård, and I don't know who the black actress is, but she plays the main character. Um, and the whole that trailer is like they're like I guess uh, she rents an Airbnb. And he happens to already be in it. And then she finds this secret corridor. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, and this is the part where you call the police and then you leave the area. And then oh, I didn't have that. And trailer. then she walks in there trying to find Bill Skarsgård. And I'm like, no, like, no, black woman. This is not the time. Go call 911 and leave. Do not stay here. You drove here. You could drive yourself away. You know what? <laughs> I I blame I blame the new candy man for that. Because the black man went down to the basement, but the black woman was perfectly fine. She said, nope, and closed the door to the creepy, dark basement you know, after so many murders happening. But now they're like, oh, well, she's got to do it, too. No, 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 no. Like this. So I was just like, I was like, it's funny this. that this trailer would play before this movie where it's a movie filled. Black people were like, oh, no, I see the I see the writing on the wall. Nah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm leaving. Yeah, I'm out. Take what I can and go. Um, so, alright, two A's and a B. I think, I think it was just, I think sometimes you ask a lot for the side characters, but you have to remember they are just side characters. It's more just like, if you're gonna make them, like, matter so much, you gotta have, like, give us time with these people, or else I don't care what happens to them. And I didn't care that the cinematographer got eight. Like, I was just like, whatever, okay, bye, character I barely knew. Well, maybe (laughs) you weren't really supposed to care. He's a weird dude. He was just there to film. And he did what he wanted to do. He filmed. I mean, a lot of creative people are just weird. Yeah, in Thor's case... I mean, that's their backstory. In Thor's case, the problem was just that it's like, clearly you wanted to do... Like, they did do more interesting things with them, and then they cut it out the movie, because there was a four-hour cut they couldn't put out in theaters, so they cut it out. This movie, it was intentionally... Their scenes were not in the movie, because we had other things to do. And... But I wish they had been in there. The same... Like, you know... For both, but well, I think they weren't so focused on just because they didn't have initial connections to the aliens, like Yen's character and OJ's character. But I think I think um, they wanted to use the side characters to push 
the narrative for the main characters forward. I think that's, that's why they didn't be- elaborate on their because if they hadn't had the main characters, they probably would the side characters, they probably just would have left. But because that one side character installed the cameras properly, everything ended up going from there. Yeah. But um anyway, social. Jonathan Gup. <laughs> yes, you can find me at Jonathan Keys on Twitter, Instagram, wherever you please. You can also follow us at the first ones to die, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. All of that fun stuff. You can also email us, the first ones to die at gmail.com. We'd love to hear uh, anything that you'd like to say to us. Ask a question. Let us know what you're watching. Give us a recommendation on what to review next. Uh, and yeah. And you can find me at Alex and Nobody on Instagram and on TikTok, as well as the podcast TikTok, The First Ones to Die, where I post little clips of, you know, scenes from our video versions. Um, I am switching accounts because there was an issue with our original one. So I will go ahead and post a new one, which is still just going to be The First Ones to Die, just an adjusted little name. But I will go ahead and let everybody know that uh, on our Instagram, what the proper name is now. And Jerome, what about you? You can find me at not Jerome Red on Instagram, as well as at RoboZooMedia and at Jerome underscore the underscore show to see other things I am working on uh, creatively. Also, uh, if you want to follow us on YouTube where you can get all types of extra content, stuff like all of our video versions of all of our podcasts, gaming content, vlogs, possibly this D&D stuff soon. So, you know, be on the lookout for that and other things go on over to the youtube at the first ones to die and of course follow us on all our social medias uh at the first ones to die that includes twitter facebook everything and you can find audio versions of all the podcasts where all the podcast places can be found stuff like apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify so on and so forth and also if you'd like to be a guest on this podcast i know we didn't say this last week but if you would like to do that a uh, few caveats. First of all, if you are not within the Seattle area, um, you do need to bring, uh, you need to have your own recording equipment to record your own voice wherever you are located. If you are in the Seattle area, message us. Let us know. Uh, you know, at first, uh, the first ones die at gmail.com. You can email us, tell us you want to be on the podcast. If you're in the Seattle area, we'll try and arrange possibly to do it in person um, and that sort of thing. So let us know. If you want to be a uh, guest in this podcast by sending us an email or hitting us up on our social medias as well, DMing us and stuff like that. So. Yes. And uh, that's it for now. Until next week, where we will have something, something for you that we will be doing. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we should. Uh, we should probably take a look at that calendar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I took a look at it. There's. Anyway, we'll figure this out. Uh, we'll take care off, of that. Off mic. Uh, anyway. <laughs> we'll see you all next week. Have a good week. night and or day and or morning. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Just bye. <laughs>